I didn't know he was that young. Yeah, 34. I looked him up when you uh, sent it. Because there were some people that he caused them to have a lot of doubts. Who, Nabil Qureshi? Yeah. So is this the... Doubts in what? In their Kalyani? In the Dean. Like Like they were young. He caused them to have a lot of doubts. You know, and today he just uh, died so, from stomach cancer. Well, it happens. Yeah. He, so people don't know him. He's the... So uh, Nabil Qureshi, just to give uh, a little bit of introduction to our audiences even i don't even know why we're talking about him but uh we he, just he's, to, he's not the guy who runs your died. sunday school yeah right. so he's uh, he's, <laughs> he's basically I I this he like a... qadiani ahmadi dude who converted to christianity funny funny story about him actually uh i was at uh work one day and one of my christian co-workers he comes to me uh he's like oh you should really read this guy's book he's like you should really uh you know watch his these clips i was like okay who is he's like oh it's this muslim guy he converted to christianity so he sends me this video right and then i look up there's a video right next to it uh with like a sunni sunni guy debating with him so i watched that video the first like few minutes he's just like the the introduction is going it's like oh you know we'd like to introduce nabil Qureshi. he converted from christian uh, from uh, islam to christianity uh, and then like the, the sunni guy he starts his introduction he's like yeah you know bismillahirrahmanirrahim I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> he starts his introduction like, hey, you know, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. He's like, I just like to preface this whole thing that he converted from Qadianism to Christianity. Yeah. He's never a Muslim. He doesn't know anything about Islam. <laughs> so he's like, whatever arguments he has against Islam, he's yeah. like, those are just Qadiani arguments, not Muslim arguments. Yeah. I mean, when you're... Like he was just not a Muslim to be <laughs> Hey, can I make just one point about this? I, I, I take issue, I take exception with people referring to them as Ahmadis. Oh, of course. Ahmad, yeah. of course. Sallallahu yeah. alaihi wasallam should not be associated with that. That 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 guy had had that name given to him by his parents before he lost his mind yeah. or lost his whatever he lost and became the kafir that he was. Yeah, doesn't so, mean anything. He's from Qadian. Let's call him Qadianis. Are yeah. we gonna get like lashed out by like uh, what is that guy? There's one guy. The Qadianis. They got the one guy who goes around. No, I don't care. He can uh, he can knock on my door stuff. and come I, complain to me in my face. I don't care. Yeah. So what's what's better? I'm a Sunni supremacist, of course. <laughs> it's true, say. by the way. I am. I believe that. <laughs> but aren't they Sunni Qad- Islam is supreme over all other manifestations of Islam, and I believe that Islam is supreme over other religions, and I believe this because that's what my religion teaches me if i didn't believe that why would i be a sunni muslim Are, aren't yeah. qadianis qadiani supremacists as well like that's just oh, yeah. a really stupid thing it's like saying like, no they're okay. just they're just muslim <laughs> yeah just like all muslim <laughs> yeah if, all right except anyway. they're the least muslim and, yep. and, and and do they they make tech fear of sunnis too i'm sure yeah, if so, your guy is truly a prophet right let's if your guy is truly a prophet you yeah. would have to believe in him so rejecting in him or rejecting him would be disbelief i'll um, say another thing before we continue the whole debating people who are like Christian apologists or mm-hmm. from whatever religion, right? Like th- this guy, Qureshi, used to work with that Ravi Zacharias guy, right? Yeah. There's no point in giving those people attention. Like wh- if he just was going around doing a website that said, I used to be a Muslim and now I'm a Christian and no no Muslim paid attention to him. No Muslim would pay attention to him. Yeah. The That's fact true. that we set up debates and known people from our community go and engage with these stupid arguments about daughters and moon gods mm. it's just a waste of time and it doesn't do any benefit to our community and it comes from a place of i think a place of weakness or of feeling insecure like all oh, this christian this big christian franklin graham is saying this thing about we're going to go debate him and defeat him in the debate nobody converts from that yeah. all you do is give attention to these that's people. very true yeah uh so before i get to my next question i want to introduce the podcast so assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh uh, welcome to the safina society podcast where on episode four today we have joining us ali bin Saad and uh yusuf 
uh, Yusuf Hussein. Um, so both of them have actually been on previous podcasts with us before, so their voices may sound familiar. Uh, Yusuf was on a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hucksters, right? Is that yeah, Hucksters. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So we actually are out uh, today, our sound guy, so um, we're, uh, you know, we found replacements. <laughs> so we won't, we won't have somebody saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Saad is so important, we, we replaced him with two people, right? He just took a diss at Saad. Where is he? At a Verizon convention or something? I think he, I don't know they where sent he him No, somebody told me, by the way, that I do something also that's uh, unconsciously, which is I what say right at the end of everything I say. <laughs> right. I'm sure I do. So I'm sure we all do something. Mm. Uh, but anyways, so I've heard that the Aqadiani thing was like a British conspiracy, because we're talking about conspiracies today. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, so what I want to talk about today is the idea of conspiracies hoaxes myths yeah i'm sure i don't you know i'm sure we didn't like werewolves (laughs) here here here, here is the number one magic here's the number one argument why it might not be a british conspiracy it never underestimate the stupidity of people yeah of course (laughs) So, (laughs) so don't underestimate that some nut out there actually could think that he was a prophet okay uh in wherever he came from and people could follow him. So don't underestimate people's stupidity. Oh, okay. but by the way, even if it was somehow like a top-down British conspiracy, yeah. which I don't know any of the details. I don't know why it would be. It's still true that there was a bunch of stupid people that, that followed, followed him. him. Yeah. So, so the stupidity whatever. factor is there. It's just a question of to what degree. Or who, who, who started it off. Exactly. Yeah. By the so, way, cult, cult leaders, this is an interesting phenomenon. That's all that guy is. He's a cult leader. Oh, yeah. That's what they all are. Yeah. We know um, all about cults now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know... I. I did uh, when I was an undergrad. I did a as an elective. I did a whole thing on cults and how they form and et cetera. Because I was yeah. doing, I was doing, I was trying to do a minor in religions, and so I, I I took a sociology class um, regarding cults and their foundation. Mm. It's always the same pattern, and this guy follows the same pattern. You know, you start out small, just saying that you have a special or whatever, yeah. and then your power keeps growing, and then you become millennialist, right? And you mm-hmm. say it's the end of the world. Not millennial like Ali, like millennialist, meaning millennialism <laughs> that the world is going to end. And uh, millenarian is yeah, like and then and then you start and then you start taking everybody's wives. Yeah, is that always? (laughs) (laughs) And check it is is is, I think every cult leader has always had some daddy issues. Probably always have daddy issues. So and And, but this is my favorite thing about these Kadianis, right? In the West, the cult leaders always end up being like on the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. This guy is in India saying that. Yeah. Like he's so he's he's so passe. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hackneyed. Yeah. Pakistan. I Wasn't he born in India? No, this, so. pre-partition. this is pre-partition. Pre-partition. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There was no Pakistan. Yeah. yeah. So the Charles Manson Pakistan. is also uh you know about Charles Manson? Yeah, Charles Manson. He was also a cult leader, but he said something funny. He said he's actually the reincarnation of Jesus and Satan combined. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, that guy's bananas. A complete nut job. <laughs> complete nut job. So uh, the reason I actually got into this topic was uh, somebody sent me a link to uh, there's a rapper uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Um, he has like this song. Oh boy, uh, EXO tour life, right? So what's really strange? I don't actually. I don't I have no idea. I, 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 I understood half of what you just said. <laughs> hey, what's EXO? What's the name of it? <laughs> EXO tour. Wait, is that a word? How do you how do you not know what that means? What does that mean? Just tell us. I don't know what it means. He was trying to be funny. funny. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I actually didn't uh, know any about anything about this dude, but apparently, you know, he, he hit platinum. 
So I was like, okay, what what is this? Yeah. So I you know played the the video whatever do not recommend playing that video don't even watch that thing it's what's the, the extremely creepy what, what's um, it called again sorry it's called exo tour life okay. oh, oh like hugs and kisses tour hexing, life hexing, hugs and oh exo yeah. oh yeah, yeah i know what that is uh but anyways the the video is like truly like macabre almost right like there's like pe- there's death there's like he's like in a tub and he's like slitting himself and then at the bottom he has Arabic subtitles, except they're not Arabic. They're, it's it's Arabic, but it's backwards. So people are saying like, okay, it's like black magic. Okay. So and then people are like, oh. It's just- also, don't underestimate people's stupidity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> could have been just a producer who just typed in something that thought, oh, this would be cool. I, I looked at right. the Arabic, by the way. It's not. It, they did it in like Google yeah. Translate or something so because the letters, the, don't the letters aren't connected. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is where I want to talk about today. It's like you know a lot of things that. We as Muslims will see, you know, we'll associate like, oh, this is black magic. Oh, this yeah. is this is you know the devil and Jin. the Illuminati coming yeah. to get it's us. It's not not though, by the way. Like, not, like how it's not not, but how much of it is people's stupidity and how much of it is real, right? So, yeah, yeah but, I have a I have a I have a pretty uh, standard position that I take on that stuff. When people talk about uh, Illuminati and the media and like singers, whatever, right? I don't think that any of those people are. Or I don't think most of those people are actively like Satanists or participating in any kind of groups or, mm-hmm. you know, plotting to take over the world through their devilish thing. But I do think that at least whispers to people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, absolutely. And and so the whisperings manifest as in like the same way. making videos like that, yeah. right? Where you're showing something completely foul and mm-hmm. disgusting and trying to and, and that guy's popular among the youth I hear. So, like, it, it creates this this environment that slowly but surely leads us down a bad path and it also explains why all the whispering tends to be similar right right, right. i mean right. they're all all making the same symbols covering yeah like all those eye. people covering the eye yeah i guarantee you that none of those singers rihanna whoever they're like yeah i'm covering the eye because it's a symbol of the job they don't yeah. know any of that but they also don't know why they did it they just know that they felt inspired can, yeah. can i just play this hamza yusuf Let's quote <laughs> I think that's all as loud as it goes, but yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just saying uh, it's just uh, it's just a hilarious clip, you know. Sheikh Hamza is like it's a. So for those who couldn't hear, he said, "I'm." He said, "We're living in the in we're the living age in of the Dajjal. age of the jaw. He's like, "This is it, people. As far as I'm concerned, the end game. Uh, end game. This the end is end game. game. Allahu alam when or where, but yeah. this is it." Uh, I can actually play the clip on YouTube. It'll be a lot louder. Um, but uh, you know, it's just it's just you listen to a lot of like Sheikh Hamza used to do a lot of these like back in the day. Dude, he does that recently. Like, there was like the Devil's Trap one. If you listen, yeah, that's to that very one. recent. By the way, it's like a couple of years old. Yeah. So uh, now I, I want to talk about some of those things. You know, how much of that is you know like a hoax? How much of it is you know real? I kind of agree with Alex on this one. Um, I mean, the fact that there's Muslims who deal with jinns, and I'm not trying to steer it in a jinn direction. Well, I kind of am, but. <laughs> um, and they're not necessarily pious. So why would jinn only interact, especially non-believing jinn, why would they only interact with Muslims? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of people, non-Muslims, whose power is based to some degree off of hell. I, I found it. It's just a hilarious clip. All right, let's hear it. All right, here you go. Where's all, seriously, where's it all coming Perfect. from? <laughs> We're in the age of the Dajjal, you know. It's just Allahu Anam, when and where and what, but this is it, people. As far as I'm concerned, it's end game. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not That's laughing why, because 
I agree. Allah Akbar. Allah Water and prayer and qibla can't take that away from us. <laughs> so just keep doing, you know. I mean, Khabab wanted to, you know, he wanted to ask for death, you know. And he was with the Prophet him. Can you imagine that? Wanting to ask for death and you're living with the Prophet? So what about the age of the Dajjal? People will go by grave saying, would that I was in his place. That's crazy. It's true. It's true. Well, yeah. That's not an old Shahamza clip. That's from like two years ago. Really? Yeah. No, no. This is like some old... Like, no, no. That's like two years ago in Turkey. Interesting. Um, but like, you know, you hear about stuff like, you know, the Illuminati or, you know, black magic and influence yeah. in like Disney and cartoons and TV. You know, I've always wondered to myself, you know, how much of that is actual fact and how much of it is, you know, is there this huge plot around us in everything that we see and know and hear and do that's like out to get us like it's just the jinns and shaitan and well i i have two there are two observations that come number one when you read these prophetic uh prof when you read these prophecies and you see reflections of them in you know mainstream media hollywood and whatnot so it there is a truth to it obviously the idea of like the one eye and you see it everywhere and people covering their eye and all that stuff but at the same time by the same token if you look at the past history of people who followed that and created um, like 50, uh, what what were they called? The Awaiters or the Revivers videos? The Arrivals? The Arrivals videos. After a while, you realize the only profitable element in in that whole uh, study is is just the idea of knowing the major signs and how you're supposed to react. Right. But following them to the degree that the Arrivals followed them is after a while just becomes a waste of time. And I think that people only watch them because the soundtrack that they use is just addictive, right? And they're just flashing images, right? Mm. And it's giving you the sense like, oh my gosh, Dave doesn't going to be tomorrow. I've never seen this. The the Arrivals uh, came out some maybe seven or eight years ago. Who made them? No, more than that. That was the Arrivals. Older than that? More than that. Who made them? It was a Lebanese guy. I don't know. I think he's Shia. Turned out he was Shia. Or he <laughs> Sounds about right. Is that the one Shia-y. with like the orchestral music? I was like, ha, ha. It's yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, from a movie that was a horrible movie, but the soundtrack is like epic. Everyone uses it for these types of. Uh, that sounds like the Omen soundtrack. Yeah, ep- uh, Requiem from a Dream or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so like, the movie was horrible. It was about drug addiction. Yeah, and, I saw that movie. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Is it good or no? It's it's an excellent analysis of addiction and the spiral that it takes you down. But I wouldn't recommend Muslims watch it. It's it's a movie that's like there's only a lot for of there's a people. lot of graphic stuff and okay. some, some graphic scenes. Um, but yeah, it's also very there's a lot of graphic drug use. There's a lot of violence, um, and he's looking at different types of addictions, um, you know, drugs and the mental pharmaceuticals, uh, sugar, and relationships. So stuff. it's a documentary. Sexual. No, it's a movie. No, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's, a, movie. it's, it's a brilliant. It's a brilliantly made movie. Oh. Darren, Ar- Darren Aronofsky is the guy who made the movie about uh, uh, Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, recent one. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he's made a. What's most, his deal? Probably just like his director. Fun. Yeah, he's Jewish. Um, his first movie, Pi, like the symbol Pi. Yeah, P-I? for kids. No, 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 no. it's a different one. Pi was Pi was about a guy who's trying to figure out the answer to Pi's solution uh-huh. because he thinks it'll solve the stock market. Okay, um, was that? Oh no. And there's a really interesting. So he has like a like an old like Jewish teacher that teaches him, you know, that some kind of concept conceptual stuff. 
there's a really interesting scene where he has an upstairs neighbor that's always trying to uh, hit on him, a woman. Okay. And uh, he just always brushes her away because he's caught up in his work, right? He's trying okay. to figure out this number. And then there's a scene because, you know, it's like a cheap, he lives like in a cheap tenement in New York. He can hear her upstairs with another guy. Yeah. Right? So, like, he would have been up there at the moment that his computer makes the solution. Oh, wow. So, like, it's a good, it's a good analysis of, like, he was focused Sacrifice. on what he had to do yeah. instead of being led away by this temptress. Yeah. Yeah. So, what Aronofsky, exactly, Aronofsky's a good director. So, what exactly is the deal with Pi? Why is it such a big deal? I mean, it's... I'm not a mathematician. It's pretty guy, long. So. <laughs> yeah, but what is the big deal <laughs> with that conspiracy. number? Why that number? Um, 3.14 something something. What is the... F- well, we don't have our mathematician here today, otherwise you would probably explain. Ali, could you look it up, please? You're taking sad you spot. Seems no, to no, no I, I don't know about that number. There's a different number. That's the one that says always manifested in nature. What's that one called? That's the, gold, the rage gold. Yeah, gold yeah, 1 to 1.6. 1 to 1.6. Yeah. That Which is actually... Amazing. That's amazing. Because all the ratios of like... You know what? They, they tell us that. But does anyone actually really measure it? I don't know. Yeah, there's but they a documentary. Tell us that, right? There's that the, docu- our face and the snails have <laughs> the same ratio. Conspiracy theory. And the conspiracy. arm to the body and all these there's things. A, there's a documentary on Netflix about it that's really good. Yeah. I think it's called Numbers or something like yeah. that, where they, they, sh- they, they show all of these. And there's no, there's no explanation for it other than... That's, that's how we created it. Right, so. exactly. It's creation. Right? Yeah. Because even, even in like the way that crystals form, right? Like these kind of salt crystals... It's exactly they it's follow this pattern, right? And they form these amazing shapes. So right, over over the summer, I, I I saw a video. It was like this lady, and she was uh, she was like taken over by a jinn, and she was like singing Rihanna music. And it was like the the, the page the page is like this really weird page in Facebook. It's like it's called the, the uh, Life that, in Saudi Arabia or something like Tunisia. that. <laughs> yeah, like it's on like gym possession dot Tunisia. But someone someone shared it on Facebook, and I was looking at it, and I was totally freaked out immediately. Well, she, like, wow, she's a, a non English speaker singing. No, no, English? she's she's an Arab. Well, she's like a Middle Eastern woman, and she was just she was just singing Rihanna yeah. out of her mind. How was her accent? Uh, like terrible but is it like still <laughs> so, back, so back to that idea is that there there's a it's amazing that you it's and beneficial when a person reads a hadith very simply and then finds manifestations of it all over the place right but then the point is where do we track after that are we going to just become these nuts uh that that follow follow these things? so what do you, what's the action are we supposed to just leave we're supposed to go live on a hill so that's where you have to actually stop and realize that uh, the point of wasting time, these signs didn't come for us to waste time. Right. They come to us to see it, and then there's action. And the reason that these signs exist is not to scare people off, it's to actually make them take their deed more seriously and put some more effort and sacrifice and make real, realize that unlike previous eras, to grab onto your deed and keep it is going to take a, it's going to take a full-time effort. It's not going to be a part-time effort like show up to the show up to the family stuff to stay in the community it's not like that anymore and right. ironically i think some of the people who have to deal with gin problems or at least hear of it is it actually reaffirms your faith to some degree because you see that the quran and the hadith like talk about this yeah. science doesn't have an explanation by for the, this in any way by the way yeah. uh the jinn rejecting the idea of jinn is now also one of the latest modernist uh uh, things that they're up to is is that they don't want to believe in any hadiths relating to jinn affecting people. This is not new though. Like I thought, this it's was, not new, but it revived. People, people, it yeah. revived. It started about a hundred years ago with uh, the Egyptian crew. Yeah, the the Egyptian uh, the, trinity. Oh yeah, 
But these, but one these of those folks, dudes was saying that it was like electrical impulses or something. Yeah. But these folks, I think, I just for some reason, it's just uh, hitting my radar again that people are sending you messages saying, "Look, so and so says that they don't believe in these gen possessions. So and so says all the hadiths about gen are false." Right. So I, I just well, those are two different things, surprised. right? Yeah. Because I don't believe in like seventy to ninety percent of gym position claims claims and stories because most of the time it's mental health issues yeah but that's different from saying it doesn't exist or that the hadith are fabricated yeah that's just so what i I recently saw was uh, a canadian guy uh who he's basically rejecting i didn't even bother looking at it for some reason it's not something that uh, i really care about but it's just interesting that also that this was a second time in like two weeks that people sending me that people don't want to believe in this thing anymore uh, which is, we're not saying that you should be obsessed with it and it's like a pillar of your life, but to say that you're but not wait, gonna but how do, accept a hadith on it. There's, but it's not just hadith that mentioned the jinn. Yeah, you have Allah mentioned jinn. You have in surahs, the Quran. Yeah. yeah. So what do you? Yeah. And you have to, would that guy fall on the ice too many times? <laughs> well, I, I don't think they deny jinn. I think they just deny jinn possession. Based, like, based I, on what? I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, I think it's yeah. what Doctor Shelley just mentioned. Yeah. When you get this deluge of fake stories then you tend yeah. to think they're all fake so yeah. but then how do you differentiate is it like uh, you mentioned like a concept of uh mental health health issues versus like you know gin possession well i'm not an expert on that I listen know. there's Neither, a, there's there's an interesting an expert there's an interesting <laughs> french convert maybe he's i think he's a french convert he's got videos on, he's very popular on youtube in french where he does his gin extractions on the, on the page Right, like on YouTube, and he puts them on YouTube. Can we watch one? Of these? You can watch them, man. <laughs> what is? It? He's a guy. Honestly, he's got a lot of nude on his face. I mean, when I look at him, he's a guy very. Uh, uh, just look this up Jin. Jin. Uh, I can't look up Jin position. That's gonna. That's gonna like pull <laughs> take up you some crazy. Yeah, stuff. I've, I've, he he's even talked to them about the Illuminati. He's asked them questions about the yeah. Illuminati. So I mean, the the, the people who want to spend time. Listen, some people watch football. Some people watch Jin possession stuff. I mean, we should categorize it as a form of semi entertainment because it look it's a it's theory it's it's speculative. You don't know if people are acting. You don't know if it's true, right? I it's mean, reality TV. It's just like how people like are really obsessed with like end of the world stuff. That's right? how it is. I say that. Look, listen. There's no action to base on this. You don't really know if any of these theories are true. You might as well be watching reality TV, yeah. right? See, this is the thing with so I know that gin stories are very popular among Muslims. Yeah. I never understood it. And I don't have an issue believing in jinn possession. I do believe in it. I accept every hadith related to it. However, I just never was yeah. very interested in it. I think it might be because I was born and raised in the United States and also from parents who are from the Western Hemisphere mm-hmm. who maybe also never had like these kind of things happening in their in their countries. Isn't, it, a, isn't it amazing that the jinn uh, issue is totally an Eastern Hemisphere issue? Yeah. yeah. It's like the Western Hemisphere, jinns almost like don't exist in the popular culture. They have a minor thing of ghosts, right? Uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, um, I mean, the, the South Asia, that's they own South Asia. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's not just and it's not just like a like a Western. They're, they're in every nook and cranny. Yeah. So, there. like in Argentina, or which is a very Catholic country, especially when my parents were growing up, you still don't you don't get any talk about this kind yeah. of stuff. It's not it's not really focused on. I wonder so why my, that is. Uh, like, it's gonna be a little bit blunt, but do it. My experience. So I have no doubt about any of these things, just personal experience. But 
people who tend to read up and try to learn more and associate tend to interact with them. Yeah. So the people who tend not to believe them tend not to have experiences with them. So Which doesn't also, by the way, mean that they're not affected. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Now, here's something that uh, you mentioned that uh, Iblis whispers. It's the shayateen. Shayateen. So, I, l- I look at it at a higher level. At the level of the thought, what the Quran calls a'immatul kufr. The thought imams of modernity. They all have something similar in common. Is that all of their thoughts, be it Freud, Marx, Okay, so psychology, level of society economic. Uh, for, for Marx was not just an economist. He was a philosopher, too. He was a hard, yeah, yeah. hardcore yeah. materialist, right? right? That material is what dictates ideas, and not ideas dictate material, right? Exact opposite of Dean, of, of religion. Uh, all these thought leaders that are taken as the chiefs and the founders of these academic fields that compose you know, civilized society... They all are basic opposites of revealed religion. All of their thought is the exact opposite. Freud mm-hmm. says, health is to unleash your whims. Let them out. Let your feelings and desires out. Yeah. Right? Religion says, hold on. There are some things you can let out. Most things you should keep to yourself. And other things you should suppress completely. Right? So they're all the exact opposite. So instead of looking at little things like, does Madonna cover her eye? We should look at the big things. Like the ideas that are pumped out in academia right. and uh, around which the society is based. And they're all perfect opposites of religion. It's almost like Iblis has sort of guided these people all right, to uh, reverse ideas. And it's also not just Iblis. Because Iblis, you know, he comes on Yom Qiyamah as the most wrongly blamed person, one for everything. Right. And in fact... People Christ- like to scapegoat him. Yeah. Christianity... Came in, it had a form of religion that we say was uh, not up to date. And therefore, it, le- it was vulnerable to rejection by not having any historicity. You can't trace it back. By having a lot of issues between religion and science. A lot of verses that we probably were added in there. And you can't blame people for rejecting it and doing the exact opposite. Like, I can't blame a lot of the British and, and German philosophers for looking at religion, looking at Christianity, and saying, listen... We can't, we can't accept this. If I'm an intellectual guy, I cannot accept this, right? You got to look at a guy like um, Friedrich Nietzsche, right? Right. How many? How do you guys say it? Nietzsche or Nietzsche? I've always said Nietzsche, right? Nietzsche. You get, you look at him. He was also another man who went crazy, unfortunately. But I mean, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, but he went crazy. But he was an honest guy. I look, I always thought he's honest. His conception of religion is something that most people, if that's how they understand religion, they would reject it. Right, his the his his response is a Muslim student of knowledge could answer them, right? Right. So I mean, he says something, for example, like religion preaches humility, and rather humility is just a way to 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 piously dress your cowardice, right? Well, we would have a lot to say about that, right? That's true. Right? It's not even the it wouldn't even be the case for us, right? But when I look at Christianity and how it was portrayed to the intellectuals, I can't really blame them for rejecting it. Right, and that could be another reason. It's not just Iblis whispering to them, but also what they were given of religion isn't wasn't uh, strong enough. Sure, you know, of yeah. a basis. Also, I think that somebody like Nietzsche, who is very insightful, and his analysis is often well, really on point. Yeah. You know, ahead of its time, they're still they're dealing with the Christianity that the Church presented to them. Mm, that's true. Rather than dealing with the Christianity that 
and it's still i mean bottom line is christianity is over it's abrog- it's abrogated mm-hmm. there's no way to there's no way to save it mm-hmm. no pun intended there's no salvation mm-hmm. for it right um that said their rejection of religion across the board is because they had a very a very uh limited view of what, even what their own religion which is abrogated and was replaced exactly. by Islam is exactly. like when we say that we respect the religions of the book it's because they were revealed at one point when people were following them correctly before accretions before mm-hmm. uh boulderizing of the text before things were added and taken away before people mm-hmm. changed things in order to suit their agendas these religions were legitimately revealed by Allah and brought to the, brought by prophets and very importantly for for many people they feel like uh they want to lump sort of Islam with the other religions so that we could sort of be all the same. It's really not. And and someone made up a great point. He said, actually, hold on a second. The, re, the manifestation of Judaism and Christianity today is exactly why we have such rampant atheism, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's that they could not fulfill, they couldn't stand up, right, to rational inquiry, Right. So you would actually want to be as distant as possible. I'm not saying like politically or neighbors and not, I'm not saying with the, like in that sense, but philosophically, you would want to be as distant as possible from religions that really misrepresented Allah right. subhanahu wa ta'ala and misrepresented the truth. That's why the only, the only like intelligent, reasonable, rational, uh, believable Christians that defend their faith are mm-hmm. people who move away from their the core of their theologies right yeah. like you have people like jordan peterson mm-hmm. who basically does a Jungian analysis of the meanings behind the stories in the bibles right so he's like it's yeah. all allegorical uh-huh. right he's coming from that standpoint or somebody like i thought he was a hardcore catholic no he's not okay he believes in evolution he, oh, okay. i mean he's an evolutionary psychologist that's his, oh, that's okay. his whole field okay um or you have someone like roger scruton mm-hmm. right from uh uk mm-hmm. who he just goes, oh, I'm just going to talk about religion in general, mm. right? And the benefits of religion. He's very good, by the way. I, I actually, there's a book of his I recommend. It's called uh, The Soul of the World. Yeah. It's uh, more, his, one of his most recent books, 2014. Really, really good. And it's just a defense in general of religion against uh, whatever modernism is going on. Someone asked Imam al-Ghazali, why choose Islam over Judaism and Christianity? And this might be a question that comes on people's mind. Imam al-Ghazali wrote a little treatise. He didn't even need that many pages to answer it. And he basically said, you can't even trace back the Bible to know that it has any authenticity. You Likewise, the Torah, same thing. What you have, you cannot trace it back reliably. Therefore, they're disqualified by default. Mm-hmm. Because any rational person cannot follow something that the basis of which he's ignorant. Absolutely, right? yeah. Like, this is why the entire Western uh, Orientalist push for many decades was let's prove the Quran is not the original Quran. Exactly. And yeah. let's prove that the Hadith have no basis whatsoever. Exactly. Because then we could discredit them like we discredit all other religions and then we could just toss them all in the same pile. Exactly. And they still haven't been able to yeah. do that. So, so will they? And that's why I really feel that someone like Jonathan Brown and his work on yeah. Imam al-Bukhari, to be honest with you, is such... I, I actually think it's like a pillar... In our um, Western Muslim or English-speaking Muslim work, yeah. his few works, just the fact that he gave all those hours of attention, right, from a person who is very oh, studious, very smart, yeah. writes very well, expresses himself very well, in his, right, mm-hmm. in his books and his talks, uh, to give that attention to Sahih al-Bukhari, to me, 
is absolutely critical. May Allah increase it. May Allah increase it. Because uh, recognizing that the books that you have, the hadiths that you have, are, you can actually believe by thinking about it and tracing back that this is exactly what the Prophet said, right? Now we can go act upon it, you know? Yeah. So, in, Sunnah in general. So, so, like, coming back onto our... Even, even the jinn ones. <laughs> the jinn, jinn and otherwise. Well, there's other... And, good- the, and the reason I said Sunnah in general, so that no one thinks we're just saying, okay, take Bukhari, go and run. No, you got to go through fiqh. But uh, the idea that the Sunnah is something you can rely upon, you don't realize that that's really what saves the iman of so many intellectuals, right? They will not believe unless you show them, yeah. right? And and no, and no anyone with with an intellect shouldn't. You should not accept something unless someone shows that there's any authenticity to it. Yeah. So, Yusuf, you're saying something? No, I was just going to say there's also the book on the Quran, right? Imam Azmi, what's it called? The History of the Quran. I just started reading that. Apparently, I, I mean, I heard this from uh, Sidi Faraz Rabbani, but he was saying that that book itself, in his opinion, was one of the few books where the English, there's no Arab equivalent or Arabic equivalent of a book of that caliber. Right, in terms of proving mm-hmm. the historical authenticity of the Quran, I think, I mean, I agree with you that reading those from the qualified scholarship who've done this research is critical. Yeah. So, coming back onto our topic, though, yeah. right? Um, when it comes to the idea of, uh, you know, like, we, we, uh, a lot of Muslims nowadays, you know, we get really scared, at least practicing Muslims, when they see, like, oh, there's subliminal messages in movies or music. Or, I don't like them, to know, be honest with you. Like, I'm not, I, what is up with, um, you know, the pyramid symbol. I know this is some symbol, right? I don't like seeing those, even though I don't make myself crazy. I mean, the stuff right? is there for sure. It's there for sure. Yeah, so this is this is something I'll, I, I've always questioned myself. Like, is it actually there? Or no, no, like, it is. for example, like Kanye know that he's making this no, eye but symbol. Again, it doesn't like, matter what he knows. The point is that it's there and it's it's being directed either by him or by the shayateen. Or, the, or, or producers in the middle. Yeah, or producers t- in the high middle. High level people in the back. By the, the way, background. you know who? The art directors. Yeah. You think they know? By, by some the, of them might. By the way, Allah some of the things our ulama said is that Iblis, he imitates Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know this is true. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he put his, uh, that Allah's throne is on water, right? And that Iblis, to imitate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the Prophet Sallallahu tells us, put his throne on water, right? So Iblis is imitating. Because where is that? Where else is he going to learn lordship, right? There's only one source to learn lordship. Yeah. And he wants to be a lord, right? So that he also lures his disciples and he has worshipers and followers and lures them through uh, their own version of Mukashifat, in which ultimately they, their advanced worshippers, see Iblis and feel a sweetness when they see Iblis, right? And that there, that we actually believe that there is such a thing as people who worship Iblis, right? And people who would love to, and that receive whisperings from him, and the whisperings from him are whether they know it, and, or they, or they not know it, or the majority won't know it, all right? Or some do know it and recognize it and seek it and do certain things to increase it, increase its clarity and strength until they could see it with the visible eye. Just like we believe we have awliya who have karamat, likewise, there are awliya al-shaytan. There's awliya al-rahman and awliya al-shaytan. What about, what about dreams, Sheikh? Because I know a lot of people, they get inspired by dreams. Very easily, Iblis could come to a person in a dream. So Easy. How, how do you... How do you differentiate between it? Firstly, is you weigh everything, uh, any m- type of mukashifa, be it a dream or otherwise, you weigh it against the sacred law. That's the first thing. Right. right? That's the first thing. By the way, there are active 
saint worshippers in the Middle East today. Mm-hmm. We heard a lot about them because ISIS started kidnapping, killing, and raping them. <laughs> yeah. It's the Yazidis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Yazidis' theology is that they worship the peacock angel, mm-hmm. uh, Malik al-Tos, mm-hmm. right? Who fell, but then made, uh, made Tawbah, and Allah accepted it. This is all pre-Islamic, by the way. Yeah. Allah accepted his Tawbah and then gave him dominion over the world. So that he can decide good and bad and, and right and wrong and rule over these people and they worship mm. him. This is mm. a trick from Iblis. Mm-hmm. Like Iblis, this is the is the story of Iblis. Except he goes, yeah. no, Allah accepted my tawbah. Worship me. Yeah. He said, you can worship me now. Because <laughs> even in our sources, we have that Iblis used to be considered the peacock amongst the angels. Yeah. Meaning he was so beautiful, so uh, advanced in, in like spiritually, we would say, right? That he was living in the heavens with the angels. And that's why he was when the order came down to bow down to angels, right? He he was included. So in the they're order. like literally Satanists. Yeah, unlike no, no. unlike Western Legi- Satanists, no. we weren't actually well, Satanists. Well, yeah. they, yeah, so a couple. So two points. I just want to Alex's point about you know why wouldn't uh, Iblis try to you know no. use people to the extent possible to mislead as many people as possible? I mean, it seems logical that that's what he would do, mm-hmm. and. To your point, Dr. Shadley, I so this is a little bit of a hot take here, right? I think actually for some people, not for most, studying about jinn is beneficial because it helps to, and this is going to dovetail with you our... You sound like a very well-versed person in this topic. If you go to Queens, if you go to the Daisy restaurants in Queens, you see business cards Literally, business card. Like, you think a business card for what? A real estate agent? No, it's a gen doctor, right? <laughs> Literally, business cards with phone numbers, fax, right? So why why is it important to know about gins and what they can do? Is because for a lot of people, this is a missing link. They can't explain how certain people are able to know certain things. Mm-hmm. They can't explain how... Um, That's a good. They point. have miraculous manifestations. Very good. Point. I want to read something if I can. Can I read something yeah, for like a minute? So this is actually a real post. All right, it's where one of the shiuch was being, you know, being insulted. So one of his followers comes on to defend him. Okay. And then, so I'm going to read it verbatim. Obviously, uh, blanking out the name. So this person wait, says, wait, so, okay, "Wait, what is the backstory on this? It's some. It's a uh, some. Yeah, basically, or? someone was saying, oh, so and so is a fraud.' You know." Don't listen to him. And so this other person has come and he's going to defend okay, the sheikh, so but he's going to use as his evidence all these manifestations. Oh, so there's a goof. Goof is yeah. Okay, so, read so, us, so, so listen to this. So he says, so say, yes, every single positive statement made about the sheikh by his followers, whom you call sick or lost, is truth. He is so great a saint in the world that the world has never seen and will not once again see such a holy, great, and sinless. So then he goes on to say that there are some followers who are in communication with the prophet sallallahu for 24 hours a day okay. some followers okay, okay. some communicate so, <laughs> so others yeah, see lights yeah. in the darkness so even if it's dark it's light for them okay, okay. so okay. they can see okay. various shapes so they can save on electricity basically yeah <laughs> okay that's good they can see the past they can see the future oh, okay okay yeah Excellent. so he's saying who else can grant these powers some people have traveled to other planets, galaxies, worlds, entered paradise, delayed, whatever. Okay. Blah, blah, Guardians blah, blah, of the blah, blah. Galaxy. I'm here. I'm like Marvel movies so, here. 
All right, so what, is, what bearing does this have on the topic? Is that So I used to think there were certain issues where people would claim, okay, you know, I had a vision or such and such sheikh told me in a dream that, you know, he said do this X, Y, or Z. I always used to think there was a binary decision to make in this regard. Either he's telling the truth or he's lying. Yeah, that's like sounds like prophecy, right? But prophets put you in front of that situation. But, but there's a third option. There's yeah. a third option, and this is the likely option, and this is where jinn come in. Is it's truth, lying, or delusion? Yeah. So the person thinks he's truthful. Exactly. He, he is saying exactly what he saw. Yeah. He's not making it up. He's not making the dream up. That's true. He's not making the. So he has the signs of truthfulness on him. Yeah. So now the thing is, if I don't know if anybody's read the book by Ibn Taymiyyah, Ramallah, Jin, Awliya Shaitan, Awliya Rahman, Awliya Shaitan. I don't think it's that. Well, I mean, it's translated. The translated version, okay. you know, by Bilal Phillips okay. was uh, yeah. the Jin. Right. So anyway, it was very interesting what he oh, wrote I, about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I read Bill Phillips' translation of that. Um, he said, so what the jinn are able to do. I think I And this it. actually plugs a lot of holes, right? Yeah. So you, you know, how we talk about istighatha and madad, all that stuff. So you do madad on your sheikh, ya sheikh, come help me. Yeah. So jinns are all around you. They can tell. Say, oh, look, this person's calling on the sheikh. Yeah. So they can come in the form of the sheikh. Yeah. So right, let's mess with this person or let's mislead him, right? Yeah. Come in the form of a sheikh or come into your dreams they can make you see things. Uh-huh. They can um, transport you to places. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Salafis believe this. Yeah. Right? So when you put all this together, it's important because... It does plug in a lot of holes. This, when you understand this, mm-hmm. this reinforces for a lot of people who follow these you know, Sufi tariqas that mm-hmm. this is, cannot be used as evidence in any way, shape, or form. 100%. Because right. it's so easily hackable. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. You know, if you don't explain it with jinn, yeah. then how can it happen? The person must be pious. He must be holy. Yep. Well, I, I mentioned right? this in, yeah. once before, but there's a, there's a, there's a quote, I think it's from Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, that he said that if, if he came out into his garden and he saw his tree and on every, and on a hundred branches of the tree, on every branch was a hundred birds saying, Assalamu alaikum ya wali Allah. If he didn't think it was from shaitan, mm-hmm. then it was. Subhanallah. Right? And this is him self-analysis. Forget about people making claims to yeah. others. And and there is something called futuhat uh, rabbaniya. Sure. Futuhat nuraniya. Openings of light and openings of darkness. And there's a story of, uh, I think it's uh, Bayezid al-Bistami, Abu Yazid al-Bistami, that he had a disciple, a student. And that he used to have a Salat al-Isha followed by a dars. So for a f- couple days few days the student didn't show up one of the students didn't show up so he said where do you go he said sheikh i have uh, some futuhat some openings divine openings have been happening right he said what is it he said that uh, and man comes to me every uh, evening and says come pray aisha with me so that i may give you a reward from your lord to see and sit in the abode of paradise okay he said so then what happens he said then i pray aisha with him and i sit and he literally takes me to Jannah, basically. And I'm sitting, and, and that the area that I'm in becomes Jannah, right? And I sit, and I look, and I see all these beautiful things. So Sheikh said, okay, and this is, this is what this angel is doing to you. He says, yes. And now Be- Abu Bayezid Bastami knows that this is not going to happen. No angel will pull you away from the masjid and away from the class, right? right. So he said, next time you're there, do you, guy, do, you do dhikr when you're there? He said, no, I just enjoy Jannah. I said, okay. Next time you're there, say, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And just start say, doing dhikr. 
So he goes there and he starts saying, This is in his vision, right? No, no, in the wake. Oh, in the wake. In the wake, okay, yeah. Okay. So he goes and he starts saying, All of a sudden, that what he sees of paradise starts to shrivel up and he realizes he's on a garbage heap. He's sitting on a garbage heap the whole time. Subhanallah. Right? So he said, yeah, well, because whenever something happens, we weigh it against the sacred law and the sunnah. And the Prophet Sallallahu said, in, in our gatherings, there's no gathering better, preferable than the obligatory prayer in the masjid and followed by knowledge, right? So in this case, he was being deluded. And just like your, to your point, this fills in a lot of holes because a lot of people are so fooled and duped. I think you just summarized Gufaya in like, in that two minutes, right? That they put you between a binary, between this karama so-called, right? That you imagine to be a karama, which could clearly be an opening of darkness, right? From a jinn. And between rejecting this seemingly truthful, sincere person, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, so, and now, so how do people get exposed to this? So, this is, so there's like the saying, right? Hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. This is a relatively mainstream site. Like if you search certain questions, and it'll probably be within the first two pages of Google. What's the website called? Uh, I don't. I'm you not going to say it. Yeah, okay. right. Now. <laughs> but um, this is a question. Yeah. How do I call upon Molana for help? What do I say? So somebody could just like directly Google that statement. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So I, I got to paraphrase. All right. So I was led to believe that Olia will be there for you when you call upon them, not to grant your wish like a genie, but to help when one is completely down and out. The answer, say mother to so-and-so, mother to so-and-so, mother to so-and-so. And then the last one, yeah. the name, which I won't say now, is alleged by some people to be the leader of the Mu'min Jinn. Okay. So if you say... <laughs> You're gonna say mada to a jinn. Yeah. yeah well, you can expect that. Uh, by the way, by the way, a lot of these uh, people they know all these things, mm-hmm. right? They could have spent time memorizing the 99 names, mm-hmm. but they've memorized these things, right? And that's if if that's all they did is totally distract people from actual beneficial knowledge, then they've succeeded. So you know, somebody asked you, you know, about protection from jinn and devils, and you know, he said, do your word in the morning and in the evening, and when you have a particular concern, recite. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all you really need. He and said, and other than that, you're not going to be bothered by devils. Yeah. And if you and if you <laughs> and, and pray true. and pray your prayer, keep on wudu, yeah. eat halal, get a job, don't think be a about Muslim, it, right? Like so, be a good Muslim. Yeah. And then make sure you do it weird in the morning and evening, and call on Allah's assistance when you yeah. need it. Absolutely. I I totally think though that peep that thinking about jinn makes you vulnerable to receiving jinn. Yeah. Right. It's probably true. So people who like you said, like we just said earlier, people in the Eastern Hemisphere. They think about it so much that it's just taken over their lives, that it actually manifests. I also think because in the Eastern Hemisphere, I can't speak of Arab countries, but at least when it comes to Southeast Asia, there's a big influence of uh, you know the Hindus and yeah. you know pagan. No, we in North North Africa has it. The desert area, the farm areas, they have these obsessions with jinn. They have khurafat and khuzabalat. Yeah, and, well, that's also uh, North Africa, West Africa. They have they. Pre-Islamic, they had a lot of, uh, a lot like, of spiritualist, I mean, animist kind of... Yeah, because we have, like, at least, you know, in Southeast Asia, there's a big influence of superstition, things like that, from yeah. other traditions, which... And as a matter of fact, so much so that the Hindus have actually taken on a lot of jinn stories, a lot of... of uh, it's a fusion, huh? It's a fusion of things. Yeah. They go to the maqams with the only, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 they yeah. do. They're really <laughs> big on that. And they yeah. will actually call, like, yeah, Madad, you know, Sheikh Abdul Qadir yeah. Jailani, like... 
Hindus, huh? Hindus, well, like not. Just <laughs> so, well, if you got them to do that, why you can't you get them to say, "Yeah, Allah, Wahdahu la Sharika la"? No, you're asking for theology instead of <laughs> like. So, if you want to get really cynical about it, in theory, the uh, people who deal with jinns, and it's not that hard if you want to go down that path to start to deal with them. Don't. <laughs> you can use them now. Let's say to harm other people. Like I could, you know, a random person. I could say, okay send this gin against them right yeah, yeah and they start to see weird things uh-huh. now what do you do say i can i can remove possess you yeah yeah right and you control so, them that way yeah you so did you them a use favor. them to i mean basically why do people use gins right is they're they're it's exactly all, it's mundane reason control yeah, 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 right? mundane mundane, yeah control so and power there were stories yeah, about that right. of people who there's a, of a man very wealthy gin doctor in pakistan Realize he's the guy who controls the gin in the first place. So he sends this disease on you, and then he cures you of it, and he takes your money. Right. Right? It's that's not like so what far the, off. That's like what what the medical and pharmaceutical industry do now. <laughs> <laughs> he is right. They, they, Inspired by Shaitan, I'm telling you. Speaking of conspiracy theories. It's just on the material level. Yeah. Right? On the body yeah. level. Yeah. Make you sick. Yeah. Advise you to eat horrible foods, horrible diets, and then treat your symptoms, never your disease, so that you have yeah. to keep coming and you're a repeat customer. Yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theories it's, it's in true. C but without sure but that's not a conspiracy like a lot of that is true that, yeah. Yeah, of course yeah in C without sure Sheikh Noor talks about uh, one of his friends who had a guest one time and told a funny story of his youth that he came upon a book on how to enter into this dark world and see all these jinns and use them and control them and he thought maybe if I could control jinn a lot of my life would be easier so he did that and it required of him 40 nights 40 days or 40 nights in the dark, doing these rituals, right? So when a lot of people go off and do their uh, worship, thinking they're doing ibadah, if they're given certain awrad to say that are false awrad, like we would say, they're opposite effect awrad, instead of bringing guidance and angels and knowledge, right? And rida of Allah, rida of Allah, they actually bring you the opposite. They bring you the pleasure of demons. They open the dark windows for you, dark world for you. Right, and then when you start having these powers, you're thinking, "Oh, this is uh, divine!" Right, not knowing there is equally dark forces as there are forces of light. Right, you got another one? I got one here. Okay. One of those. <laughs> uh... Where is the block? <laughs> no, dude, what a block! Yeah, I think it didn't you... take me too long. Whatever. Yusuf is the resident expert on Gufeya. Right? <laughs> He's the resident expert. Yep. So this is very. I mean, there's there's no forty days here. This is like uh, said this dua. Of Ayatul Kursi is has jinn servants. So it said that every every ayah in the Quran has servants from amongst the jinn. Okay. So essentially, what it's said here is that if you have any problem or if you want any benefit or whatever, read Ayatul Kursi, but expand it, inserting these certain words. Which yeah. So so like- they use Ayatul Kursi. They're making you think it's it's a fine worship, right? It's like legitimate worship. It's Quran. But no, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's Ayatul Kursi spliced with. These ginsengs. Uh, yeah, so and so, yeah, this and this, yeah, this and this. Yeah. So you're right almost blaspheming in, the verse. Yeah. You're really blaspheming it. So, right? so isn't right, that kufr though? At that point. Yeah. So like this is basically like in plain sight. Yeah, so somebody who say trusts his sheikh and says, Oh, let me read this to solve my problem. Yeah. It may appear his problem's being solved, but he's actually probably digging himself a lot deeper of a hole. So yeah. and this is the thing that a lot of people people How? are scared of jinns, but not for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. They're they're scared of like the, like, what they see in the movie, like, you yeah. know, some harm to me or my family. Yeah. The, the stakes are a lot higher. Yeah. Right? So the stakes, like, in if terms of mis- your belief and... Yeah. If he misguides you yeah. into this path, right, 
then you're done. And it's, this path is very easy for him to misguide with and very luring because the image is an image of Islam, right? It looks like piety. It looks like worship. It looks like all these good things. And it's probably good things intentionally mixed. Like shayateen, they say that they will actually tell people some truth, right? So that when they actually see the reality of it, they're confused between the truth and the falsehood. Mm. Right? Yeah, and, and I think uh, a lot of people don't realize, and at least I've thought of it myself, is true Islam Honest Islam is relatively problem-free, relatively boring. Like it's just you just live a it's relatively textual, normal yeah, life. You know, yeah. like it's not it's not anything out of the ordinary. There's not like magic rainbows yeah. and you know, like you know, the earth splitting in half. Like uh-huh. it's it's relatively normal. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like anti tariqa on the podcast, you know. You know. Well, I'll I'll say this though. Just forget about Awrad and, yeah, and yeah, having yeah. a sheikh. I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying forget about that actually. I'm I'm really believe the opposite. But even if all you do is go to the masjid every ch- every time that you're supposed to, right? And you make the effort to pray in the masjid in Jama'at as a man. Or as a woman, you pray in the furthest corner of your home. Mm-hmm. Every prayer on time. You stay on wudu throughout the day. You read Quran. You engage with the book of Allah. And just doing what's known to every Muslim, right? Yeah. About worship. It won't be boring at all. It's actually going to be a tremendously exciting and exhilarating experience. I'm, you know what internally. I mean by no, no, no. Probably, I know, right? but yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that just just so that people don't get the idea that yeah, it's just drudgery and because I gotta make these prayers. If you do yeah. that, actually, the way Allah asks you to, you'll find things in your life that are amazing. Right. Because let me tell you, the pe- the same people who are on um, arrivals, uh, end of time stories, the next website that they go to when they're bored, like the next week that they're spending all night online. They're going on to these uh, uh, magical Sufi websites, right? Yeah. Because really, they want a movie, right? They want movies. They want to live a movie. They want they want something. They want these rainbows and sparks, and they don't want to put in hard work, right? Yeah. They don't want. Uh, they want an immediate gratification for the religion. And really, if you think about such people, Ibn Atat tells us, if you are someone who finds yourself looking for mm-hmm. shooting stars and fireworks, right? That is just a different form of your passion, your shahwa. Yeah. And your, I, I would say almost the opposite too. If you're out there desires. in media and things like that, trying to look for evil, trying to look for these satanic symbols, whatever that means, yeah. right? Like I think that in itself is a form of like, you know, trying to find something as well, right? It's like, why are you out there doing that? Focus it's a form of desires. Media. Yeah. Right. Like uh, I want uh, immediate gratification. It, he's either going to be doing some kind of sinful desire He's now shifted to end time situations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't get his fill from that. So now he's going to go to magical Sufi orders, right? Uh, that will, you know, he starts seeing whatever he thinks is imagines, whatever he's imagining and reading those stories. If you tell him, why don't we just pick up a book of, uh, hadith and read a book? Yeah, that's boring for him, right? So all of this is signs of desires, temptations, and ultimately someone who's not yet guided. Right. See, this this is where I have the what, like. Give us all guys. Why can't Why can't everyone just just live a simple life? Yeah. Like, some, well, some people like, they have, have desires. That's a problem. Like well, they haven't yeah. controlled their desire. They haven't been taught some discipline, right? And they constantly want immediate gratification. And even when they enter Islam, they want an immediate gratification in Islam. They don't want the Islam that says work, 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 right? And you know, put in the hard work, okay? And don't think about you know your rewards. They want something magical immediately. So it's yeah. immediate gratification. Well, for, I, I think it's for some people, but for a lot of people, it's just period lack of knowledge. They right. just don't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't know where, yeah. when. You may start off and say, okay, do salawat, do your prayers. and say, okay, everything's great. And now they may say something suspect. And if you don't know that that's suspect, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you continue to trust. So yeah. 
That's why yeah. learning, it's like you cannot yeah. replace you learning. You have well, yeah, to. there's there's the yeah. fart line. You right. have so, to know it. Yeah. You have to. And people who want spirituality, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the uh, the crooked heart, right? In the, in the ayah of the ayat muhkamat, sunna umul kitab, ukharu mutashabihat. Right, this this ayah tells us that the people who follow the unclear matters, right, unclear, and these things are definitely unclear because from the mutashabihat are well, when is the afterlife going to come, or when is the jail coming? These are all mutashabih in the sense that Allah hasn't told us the details; we don't know. So, people who follow that those unclear matters in their hearts, Allah described fiqrubim zayg, right? There's a misdirection in their hearts; their hearts not directed in the right place. Now, who is the opposite in the same ayah? In the same ayah, they say we believe, right? So Allah gives us a comparison between those who have crooked hearts. Who's the opposite? Those who have pure hearts? No. Those who have pure intentions? No. He said firmly established in knowledge. Right. Right. The prerequisite for any activity in your life, period. Yeah. Especially dini activities, whether it's Oh, and I want spiritual experiences. Ground yourself in the Sharia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to enter into politics. Mm-hmm. Ground yourself in the Sharia first, because both of those will cause you tremendous failures and yeah. tremendous misguidance, yeah. and every other thing too, whether it's dunya or spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know what's the worst repercussion for that? Is that it ruins it for the rest of us who who want to be able to yeah, of course to practice. Because at this point in time, right? I'll give you an example. My, my grandfather, uh, we have uh, Sidi Sahbi in uh, Qairawan. Who was, uh, who was, uh, I believe he was the, the, the barber of the Rasulullah. And he was one of the Sahaba who came and he, he brought like hairs with him and stuff like that. And he's buried in Qairawan. But what they used to do was that they, they, they would go and if they had anything, this is during the time of like extreme secularism in Tunis. So they would go and they would, uh, sacrifice a sheep there for Sidi Sahbi and, and they would go and they would spread out, they would spread out the sheep, uh, the, the, the meat to all the poor people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And they'd have like a barbecue and uh, they would bring like the whole entire caravan of like camels and stuff like that. Or, well, that's and, like, you said the time of extreme secularism. You're talking about last week? <laughs> In guys, Tunisia, yeah. yeah you just, guys just passed that law, just the right? Other day. <laughs> Nonetheless, like nowadays, nowadays, cause, because of all the, because of all the, the, the silly things that, that people were doing, um, at, at these at these maqams of the awliya and at these these places of, of scholars and and so much history and stuff like that, people just had a bad reaction to it because a lot you had a lot of jihad, a lot of ignorance that happened. So nowadays, if if I say I want to go to maqam Sidi Fulan or Sidi whoever in 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 Tunis or in the Maghrib, everyone has this weird reaction where they're like, ooh, yeah. right? Like, yeah. why why are you going? Because what, what are you doing there? And and, and, but like, and it's terrible. You know the thing you described though. It just needs one small tweak to be perfectly permissible and halal and good. Uh-huh. Just make the intention to feed the poor and donate the reward to, to, of course, to, and, the, to the Sahabi. And, and that was, that was one I'm of sure the things. I'm sure that was the intention. That's how it started. Guaranteed. Yeah, you, know, you know, in Tunis, one of the traditions was Hezbollah Latif after every single prayer. Hezbollah Latif. The Shadiriya locked it down. You know what happened after the revolution? Everything was removed. Because they said anything that has to do with Sufism needs to be removed. All this like goof, they closed the maqams, they closed all these areas that were so important in, in history and in culture and especially in our, in our faith. They closed them down because they're like, you guys are just ruining it. 
right. for everyone. Like you guys are making it terrible. And and like uh, to to add on to that point, like specifically something like I've realized just recording this podcast. A lot of people have asked me, you know, like what what are you guys? Are you you know are you more Salafi leaning? Are you more Sufi leaning? Like what what are you guys? And and as a matter of fact, I'm sure other people listening to us they see us. We we have you know dished it out on like every group out there, right? <laughs> including Sufis, Gufia, Salafis, and I think you know. I, I don't like to say I don't, I don't like this clear like you know black and white thing right there's there's good in every you know piece and then there's there's minor tweaks that that is required in everybody to bring it's them back, usually right? that there's usually like a 10 percent in each thing that ruins the whole thing yeah right? it's just like 10 percent. even you take like uh like every, everything that you mentioned yusuf right like uh and i'm in a sufi tariqa by the way full <laughs> disclaimer i am and I, I, i'm not like i'm not ashamed to say it but i think in every situation you have to, there's right and wrong. Yeah, right, like so. everything you mentioned mm-hmm. about like the Sufi Tariqa though, right? A lot of like, for example, Salafis will say like, you know, this is exactly why we're against, you know, the Sufis. That's, but that's not even true. That's not why they're against it. No, no, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying it's dishonest. So yeah, uh, whatever. There's like, it's like when the Christians present an argument against Islam and they'll be like, because you worship the Munga. Yeah. All right, good. Get lost because you don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. And that's not why you opposed us. You oppose us because we don't accept you for whatever. So the and, Salafis and, don't oppose tariqas because of weird stuff that goes on. That's just an excuse for them to oppose following this Sunni tradition of having a sheikh and a guide. Yeah, I think the, uh, and also some of these names, these terms, they're so broad, right? It's, it means so many different things that the term be- becomes either useless or harms your, your, because you could say something like that and, it could be misunderstood or misunderstood in a thousand different ways. Right. That's why the really what you got to talk about is the point, the specific exactly. point, right? Yeah. And you you discuss a specific point and why you believe you have evidence for It's like for Congress. It. You have these package deals, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, if you accept this, you have to accept everything. Exactly. It's not yeah. like that. It's not like that. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, what's, what's really funny is the fact that we brought up this topic of, you know, the Sufi tariqas and, and things that they experience big. And, and I, I love, it's interesting that it ties into the idea of conspiracies and myths and, yeah. you know, the, the, out, the otherworldly, right? Yeah. Um, now one thing that I'd like to ask, and, and just from a pure materialist perspective, you can, you can have like all these doubts and be cynical, like, oh, you know, um, there isn't like this global plot to instill like say, you know, uh, Iblis into all of our lives. Mm-hmm. However, it's strange that you see a degradation of culture, mm-hmm. even in the West, you know, from, and, and from, the sympathy and, and the, towards the, Satan. There is a lot of sympathy towards Satan. They had a show with him. I was on the airplane the other day. No, yeah, there's a show on Fox or something yeah. about, about and he's, like he's, not that, he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah. He's British. He solves problems and crimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he's funny. Yeah, you yeah, know about he's this? like a young, Lucifer. handsome, funny. Yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, called Lucifer. He's British. He's British. Which is that actually Satan or is this some dude named? No, it's Satan. Lucifer. He's, yeah, he's from he, hell, and he's trying not to go back because he doesn't like that job. He wants no, a new job on Earth. Or and something, he's mocking right? his dad. He's like, "Oh, my dad kicked me out, right? Like God kicked him out of heaven." Yeah. So he's mocking, right? Mm-hmm. And he's British, so he looks very, sounds very smart. Right, he's a suave dude. Also, you and know, he the, solves crimes. The biggest movie right now is that uh, that Stephen King movie. It, it's it? Movie right yeah, it. Yeah. Well, it's, all it's about an, it's about a jinn. It's about a, yeah. a, a jinn from the Shaitin, Right. Yeah. He lives in a sewer. He takes he takes, he takes uh, form weird forms. Yeah, nightmares. He wants to uh, attack children. He might have got it from a book in Pakistan. He's got well. That <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Stephen King when he, he was just go hang out with some of those people, you come back and write a great um, yeah. bestseller during his most prolific writing time. 
He was in Pakistan? He was, no, he was drinking and doing a lot of drugs. Oh, really? And some of his books, like he literally said, like one of them, Cujo, I think, the one about the rabbit dog, he said he doesn't even remember it. He doesn't remember having written it. That's wow. crazy. And he's written a lot of weird, like really ugly. I didn't know he was a weirdo. Stuff. I thought he was just a, like a boring, his, his, boring his English teacher that no. became a. Author. No, his stuff is really dark and. and so he's a weirdo. Huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Allah, what 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 his influences were, right? Because course, yeah. he writes really bad stuff. Like, and by the really way, sorry for stuff. dissing Pakistan, but it is actually true. <laughs> I'm serious. If you want to write a, if you want to write a horror script, a script just, for a horror, you have to find two aunties. Go, go hang out. And yeah. Ask them about it. They don't hang out with them for sh- yeah. chai. Have a chai, and just they'll, they'll love your company. Chit chat. Tell them about. Ask them about their childhood. Right. Well, there was instead a time of, when this lady with her feet backwards yeah, came exactly. out, <laughs> instead, crawling like instead of saying like my dad took me pumpkin picking when I was seven, right? She's gonna tell you about the, you know, the dog that came and spoke to her, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like By he, the way, so I have a personal appeal, just a personal yeah. appeal. We got to do one positive podcast on to Sof. Like because what there's yeah. there's causes that people get into trikas and there's a huge benefit as well. At I'm some all point, about it, man. let's do it. To Sof is it, it's a part of the deen. He met, ask him, yeah. look at him and know his books. He has a chapter on aqidah, chapter on sharia fiqh, and a chapter on well, to But for now, no, I'm kidding. Here's the thing though, <laughs> yeah. right? And and I think the reason why we brought it up so much is there is a lot of positive out there, right? We just by nature we already accept that it's positive, but there we're we're preventing people from the pitfalls. And, and right? by the way, by the way, actual tasawwuf studying and knowledge and practice is extremely gritty. Takes a lot of hard work. It's not about magic and unicorns. No. And it is tough work. It's tough tasawwuf is tough work. If you think that you're going to go in here and it's going to be this beautiful thing. The end result is beautiful, right? But the actual work to get in there, like we're going to be talking about lowering your gaze. Be- forget to solve if you don't lower your gaze. Right. You might have to work 50 years on that subject, right? To get there, right? To Just to get right. to that. And that's a prerequisite, right? Be we're scrupulous about the- with your food. Oh, like really care about what you eat and yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. And yeah. so to go back, you know, like there's... Clearly, this degradation of culture that you see all across the world, right? Not just uh, in, in in the U.S. And like, I, while I was coming over here, I was uh, re-listening to like you know Shikamsa Yusuf's like Devil's Trap lecture, mm. and a lot of it is you know like definitely some of it's I thought you know was out there uh, with like the hand symbols that artists and whatnot are doing. But clearly, you see this degradation, right? Oh, well, what, I think even I'm not going to interpret, but just my earlier response to that is what I I think that the influence is there, even if the artists aren't conscious of why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. But it's like you see this degradation of culture, like what was considered, you know, okay in 1930. What what was considered like risque in 1930 is today is just like, you know, children or, you know, can watch it, you Mm -hmm. know, just perfectly fine. Like one thing that that he brought up in the lecture that that I realized myself is the idea of games, right? I remember, you guys remember when Grand Theft Auto first came out, it was like this really big thing. Is that the, is that the book written by, uh, uh, that uh, it's a video game. Video game. Oh, I thought as a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. Is it, is that written by who? Uh, there's an Egyptian professor. Uh, Egyptian professor out of Princeton. What's his name? Khaled Abul Fadl. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But you, you guys remember no, his? Grad? His is like women should lead prayer and dogs are. Not <laughs> Could you look up Khaled, Khaled Abul Fadl's titles? Because for some reason, Grant. They're terrible. Yeah. The title, They're, he sounds like that. There's got to be a book that sounds like that. You know, yeah. so, smart well, people. Th- what I was trying to say is like, uh, um, I'm not sure if you guys are all, in, if any of you guys are into gaming, but like no, you no. remember. Uh, I did. I played Zelda recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so 
I remember in Grand Theft Auto was like this huge like public like issue because you know it was leading children to be more violent things like that. Grand Theft Auto like one or two like you saw like a two D dot you know running around. It wasn't even in three D, and people thought that that was like way out there. Oh right? yeah, I don't believe in that influence from video games making people violent. So. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but anyways, like I remember when people were crazy, like oh you know this is going to cause lots of problems in children, and I remember they made it three D. Like Grand Theft Auto three came out, uh, and. After that, like you look at video games yeah, today, it's, it's oh not my the worst god! Video game like anymore. it's yeah. uh, forget worse. Like you can get like <laughs> fairly timid video games today, and they're just yeah. insanity. To to your point, it's not just that the, all the bad stuff is increasing, but it's also that the good has become profane. So forget about you can't pray in public, you can't talk about God in public, you can't have a traditional relationship with your spouse. Except that people will be like, well, why? Why do you pay the bills? And yeah. like, it's just like everything, everything normal. It's and, opposite. Everything is opposite. Is looked down upon. Yeah. I think you got te- married before you had children? Or why? <laughs> Technology has yeah. been the amplifier, I think, with the internet. It's just what would take probably 100 years to of occur. Course, yeah. It's just like taking 15 yeah. years now. So, I mean, I had an argument with someone the other day at work who was saying, Ah, a single mother can raise a child just as well as two parents can. That's ridiculous. And I was like, look, I'm not saying that people who end up in that situation are bad or evil, but that's a stupid thing. Like, there's no yeah. reason for you to say that. Sure, they can. Of course they can. Definitely they can. It makes no difference whether there's two or one. That's Is that the only job in the world where one person can do it just as well as two? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's, But it's yeah. it's they're impassioned. And I'm not saying it's politics. This is more than politics. This is the degradation of everything that's normal and traditional and good yeah Yeah, and 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 for someone to say like i know you mentioned like okay you don't believe in you know violence caused by video games i can understand that right fine however there's clearly an effect that happens you know over time like you look at some of the games out you know today um recently uh so i built my own pc like a year and a half ago and i got like a steam account uh and they gave me doom so I remember, I don't know if you guys uh, played the old Doom game. like you know, I know like Doom four games. Game. Tetris, Mario Brothers, Doom, Duck Hunt, Doom. Duck Hunt, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, it was great. Right? <laughs> Mr. Sam, you, you that's should, all no, I had. You should remember Doom because Doom came out during... Doom was like in your, your time. Your time. Doom yeah, came out like... It, it, was one of the, well, it was one of the first like shooters first and, and shooters, it was probably yeah. the most gruesome. Yeah, it was one of the more popular. Yeah, you know what it is, nerds? Nobody had fast computers back then. It said yeah. like tech You didn't guys. need a fast uh, you, computer. You didn't need... Uh, yeah. Like that was like a thing back in the day. But I remember now they've made a new version of it and it's insanity. It's you're literally a, a demon in hell and you're, you're hunting demons oh. in hell. And to f- the fact that people are playing this, right? And, and this isn't like you're seeing like uh, bit graphics on like this old computer, right? And this old monitor. Now you're seeing like high resolution HD graphics of demons in hell. Like well, you're you know, telling me that doesn't affect somebody? I mean, it has, it might have an effect. I'm saying that there's no, there's no, cor- there's no direct causation or even correlation between video game or movie violence and actual real life violence. In fact, violent crime is way down. Mm-hmm. Yes, because people are actually physically not in the streets anymore. Yeah, so I mean, so so like watching playing violent video games and shoot them so up. So maybe in dangerous make kids neighborhoods, go out and get rough with each other. So then maybe, maybe not go rough. Maybe with each the other, solution but... to dangerous neighborhoods is to give out a whole bunch of playstations. Yeah, right. Maybe <laughs> keep the kids at home. I mean, the dangerous neighborhoods is all economically driven. Like people are involved in criminal enterprises, which require. Which other people, there's a lot of money involved, so other people are going to try to take territory, and then you have to, that's the majority of violence, especially like gun violence in America. Whatever, if it's not like a domestic abuse situation, or suicide is actually the biggest portion of gun violence in the US, it's it's suicide. If it's not those things, 
then something like 78% of homicides, gun homicides, are gang or drug-related. So for Eid Zakaria, so it's, it's just sorry, business. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, that's what I'm saying. It's just business. It's not. It's not mm. about like culture or environment. Mm. So for Eid Zakaria, one of his books I read like ten years, and he wrote about like, just the whole uh, media effect, where because you're able to read a story that happened in Chile, you think it happened next door. You get this notion, so this leads to this sense of like, oh, the world's yeah. you know Horrible. burning right now, which kind of, I guess, it kind of is, but California is. Well, your point that. Uh, Things spread. I've always thought, like, it's shifting a little bit towards, uh, I guess, political elements that uh, things spread, they get a lot of sympathizers, and then it becomes wrong to say anything against them or to say that you don't believe them, mm-hmm. right? Or that you won't support them. So if this idea of uh, Satanism and these types of things spread and they start getting sympathy, I'm wondering, there might come a point where certain verses become anti-Satanist hate speech. Right? Oh, I mean, they're trying to... Because if we have... If, if it's already applied with the LGBT, if yeah. you just say that you don't support their agenda, that that's hate speech, right? According to some people. Sure. Then why not well, someday to say... You can say, La ilaha illallah, fine. But don't say, Wahdahu la sharika la. Right? Mm-hmm. Because that would be anti-pagan hate speech, right? Forget that. I mean... Sure. To the, today, you have some of these like Arab, uh, former Muslim or Arab Christians who try to, you know, like what this Croatia guy was doing. Yeah. They'll say that the Fatiha is anti-Jewish, anti-Christian. Yeah. It's hate speech. Yeah. They want to prevent us from saying from reciting yeah. the Fatiha because of the astray and the uh, those who are misguided and those who upon Allah's wrath. But it's it's it, you know, which the Prophet Sallallahu is the one who explained so, yeah, it as that. I think you're right. It's yeah. going to go down that road. Yeah, whatever. But, you know. In, in defense of Western Satanists, they're not actually Satanists. Some of right? them, I'm telling you. Some are, some are. I'm aren't. telling you, some yeah, of them. So, because, like, for example, I some think... Some of them, of, it's a move against religion. That's all it is. Yeah, some of them, it's Which just is like, okay... as satanic as it gets. Yeah. It but is. Yeah, they're not worshipping Iblis. They're not worshipping Iblis. It's just, some okay, we still want to be religious, right? But we hate all of the other religions, so let's make our own new one and... and, and or some of them are like, uh, the... What, what's the word? It's slipping my mind now. Uh... They're just hedonists. Yeah. So yes. do whatever you want. There's no, there shouldn't be any rules. That's yeah, as long gen- as you don't hurt anybody. At this point, thing. they're not even like, that's not even saying this anymore. That's just regular. <laughs> it's just regular culture at this point. Just do whatever you want. Nobody can judge you. Yeah. Okay. I found the Khaled Abul Fadl book titles. Go his first. first book, which was the big deal, enough, his first book, actually, the, two, the first book that was his big deal, The Great Theft. Uh, That's why when you said Grand Theft Auto, I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, Speaking in God's name is a collection of Fatawa, Conference of the Books. I don't really. Conference of the Birds? Yeah, but he called it Conference of the Books. Reasoning (laughs) with God. I don't think that's a good title. You're not reasoning with God. This is your God. You're an inferior. He's a superior. I mean, he's Multazali, so. Yeah. Islam. They still have those. Yeah, he, yeah he's self-declared. That's where the besides Mus- like Egyptians. That's, no, that's, that's the way the Muslim academics go nowadays. No offense. Yeah. Besides like Egyptians, like no, but he self-declared that he's actually rec- uh, oh, mo- he? most. Uh, I heard from yeah. someone who said he's neo Mutazilite. I don't know what that means. What just, that mean? He's wearing a suit instead of a turban, basically. <laughs> yeah, the neo Mutazilites <laughs> are. Uh, yeah, basically. Basically, right? Yeah, I mean he he he's I, he was on PBS once saying uh, talking about nine eleven. He was like, you know. This kind of, that's tremendous evil. First of all, you're from Egypt. You're going to tell me this is the most evil thing you've ever seen? But whatever. So this tremendous evil, he goes, the God I worship 
would, doesn't allow this or wouldn't create that because he's Motazila, right? Yeah. So humans create their own actions, good and bad. Yeah. Right? So, and he, and then he goes, and also the good that I do is, wasn't given to me by God. I did that. I think the it's arrogance in that. Right? Like I, after I heard that, I was like, I should, I'm never reading another word yeah, from this man because that kind of, that's Speaking getting of, struck by lightning. He should have stuck with his. So should have stuck with his first topic here because it tells us that his first book, and we're not going to go on a topic about him, but I'm just reading what's on Google here. It's pretty interesting. 1994 tax farm in Islamic law. Yeah, see, interesting. That's good farming, right? Yeah. How do you farm ta- uh, tax farmers? A search for a concept to, to give that's it the academic really, thing. Way, a search for a concept. Super, really, really smart people, very high IQ people yeah. who are uh, very studious, like him. Yeah, they should stick to these kind of topics. Yeah, he because I'm telling you, this guy, he has capacity. Oh, he's very smart. He's extremely intelligent, very well read, right? And his book on speaking in God's name is, uh, I think that's what it's called. It's Fatawa of Saudis, right? And he just takes all these Fatawa, and that's actually a good read. Like, it's fun to read fiqh. If you love fiqh, right, he goes back and forth and why they say this and then his response to that. It's just when he gets into the Maltesili thing, like what you just said, that it really uh, makes your blood boil. His fiqh is also very modernist, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For for our listeners. It's a sad story that... Go on. Yeah, I was going to say for our listeners who may be confused with the terms, you know, Maltesila, Neo Maltesila. Wiki. You know, (laughs) don't wiki. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) We have we have we have another uh podcast. Don't don't wiki it because they might be driving. We actually actually have a podcast from season one. It's called uh what was it called? The fifth uh Yeah, the fifth wave. Uh we kind of talked about, you know, some of it in in a little bit more depth than this, obviously not. The Maltesila started good and people were cheering them on. Some of them were pious people. Well, they were all pious. The Maltesilite weren't like uh, progressives. Yeah, they were not like progressives. progressives. He actually would fit that because he is like, like he's really, he prays, all these things. But forget him, we're not talking about people. But the the issue is that uh, the Maltesilites are like, they started off fighting the anthropomorphists, the Hashawiya, Mm -hmm. fighting the anthropomorphists. And then they sort of took it like an extra leg and they became complete rationalists, right? And they basically... Their God became like a cosmic justice machine that has no personality and and they had to be fought down and shot down for that. And they were fought and ultimately uh we got the Asharia from them. Yeah. So the uh Asha'ira came as a to, to balance it out, right? Not neither the Hashawiya nor the Hashawiya were like the literalists, right? And nor the ultra modernists. And until today, what do you have? You have your ISIS and you have your progressives. Right. The two extremes, both of them following their whims. One following his whim in violence, and one following his whim in uh, whatever. And both of them engaging in the same modernist plot, which is, and I mean plot, not as a conspiracy, though we'll get to that, which is, let's skip the previous 1400, go right to the sources, reinterpret it in a way that fits my political agenda, whether it is to murder people Mm -hmm. or to murder my uh, gender identity. Mm. Either way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, since we're like hitting a bit of time, I actually wanted to take a break since this is a two part episode. So, uh, you know, let's take a, how many minutes have we been? An hour and 18. So, um, they're, they're going to get upset. What? Some of those people, like every time we, 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 we release one, they say, why is it only 70 minutes? Why is it only 80 minutes? Wow. I don't know. People like listen. I, I don't know. <laughs> we could feel it. So, what were the four games that you had? I, I had Mario Brothers. That was the best game. Which one? Right? No, the first one. There's only I don't know. I don't even know of one. <laughs> okay, Super Mario Brothers. The first no, one, no, Donkey just, Kong. Original. Ma- Ma- that's the first one. Mario first Brothers one, Donkey Kong. with the fireballs, that's super. the Beatles, yeah, and super the Mario Brothers. Super, super yeah. Mario Brothers. 
And then you got uh, Duck Hunt. It came in the same package yeah, with the that's Nintendo. That's one game. Dual right? package. That's one game. Do you have a laser gun out. or the regular old? Plastic gun that you yeah, stick to one. the... Uh, that a new laser one that yeah. you could... Uh, with the little dog that used to pop up. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. duck and the dog. Yeah, duck yeah the dog yeah. would just jump. And then Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was great. That was great. I love yeah. that game. Did you beat... Yeah, have you beat I Mike beat the Tyson? Game, yeah, I beat the game, yeah. And then they had one with... One had ninjas. I can't remember what it was, but you go in nine levels and you have a ninja. Were you a frog? Kung Fu? No, no, you're actual person. Right, Kung Fu was like was it like uh, Kung Fu was not that great of a game. Oh, that was uh, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. But there was a ninja one. There was there was ice hockey one. There was an ice hockey one that was good. Was and it then called toward, ice hockey? I can't remember what it's called. All the, all the was games like, back then just there was, had like because there was no competition. Yeah, it was all original NES. Yeah, and yeah. then you had and then you had the fun game. The funnest game was it was a two on two NBA. NBA, but jam? they could elbow NBA Jam. NBA yeah, Jam. NBA NBA jam. jam. NBA Jam, and that was it. That's a wrap. I'm just trying to show people the the lighter side of you in terms of (laughs) yeah. So that's that's what I did in video games. I actually played sports, but I didn't really like like video games that much, to be honest with you. All right. So when we come back, uh, are you going to tell us about why you think the Illuminati is not a conspiracy? It's not. It's we're going to talk. We're going to talk Illuminati, moon landings, flat Earth, all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Tune in next week. All right. (laughs) Tune in next week, inshallah. Salam alaikum.